0: pressures because that was more your idea than mine to be honest. yeah
1: it was i think i have a lot of anger towards pressures to be honest it's like a it's like a love-hate relationship um what do you mean i know now that pressures can be a good thing um right. but i think you only learn that i don't know through growing up or experiences or learning about yourself more or whatever you know just through life i feel like you learn that but in the moment and at the time of being under immense pressure it's very hard to love it it's very hard to remind yourself that it's actually a good thing
0: yeah and there's 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 different ways that you react to pressures as well yeah so like me and you would react to pressures differently
2: yeah
0: like i try to convert it into a challenge
1: that i can either
0: win or i can lose that helps me but that that don't think that would necessarily help you, though. No,
1: see, I think that that's unhealthy, but not necessarily for you. I feel like it's healthy mm. for you, but for the person that I am, I feel like that's a very unhealthy way of looking at pressures. Which, again, as I literally said, it's it's a matter of knowing you, but you can't just know. If, I mean, to get very phil- philosophical, your whole life is a journey of finding out who you are. You know,
2: but I'm deep quick.
1: I know we just want very deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. But I have a lot of anger towards pressures because I feel like we're under too much now. Um, you think so? Yeah, I do. I do.
0: I think putting yourself under pressure is a choice. In certain situations. I mean, obviously you have the obvious ones. Mm. I mean, but, but you have work pressures. Yeah. And like You can always get out of those. I mean, the the option of getting out of work pressures is obviously leaving your job. But that's obviously not the probably the best way to do it. But... <laughs>
1: Hold on let's let's backtrack cuz we're getting <laughs> we're getting to end it. What would you describe as a pressure? What do you think pressure is? Like what sh- cuz it's funny that I've asked this to many of people and you'll never get the exact same response.
0: Yeah, and I'm not think about now. I mean pressures for me are situations that I get a certain feeling in my stomach and in my chest whenever I know I'm under pressure.
2: Mm.
0: Like pressures to me are things that challenge me and that make my body start to like you know when you feel like a bit warm and you start to like maybe sweat a little yeah. then, I, then i then i know it's a pressure until that happens i just think i'm just doing something like just doing anything it would be working or taking the dog out for a walk or doing something but then if i'm trying to rush or i'm trying to i have to be somewhere or i have to do something and i start feeling it's like a little bit warm mm maybe start to sweat a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ooh, okay. it like, if you want to be cliche, feeling the heat sort of thing.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's how I would sort of describe pressure, but that's just for me. Like, I don't really know how to describe pressure itself.
2: I know.
1: Other it's... than,
0: you know, physics. You know, exactly, <laughs> and
1: that's, that's the hard thing, because I feel we're so used to using the word, and, uh, and we know what it is, but it's, it's one of those things, it always makes me laugh when you think back to personally, when you came back to secondary school, and maths for me anyway, I used to always ask so many questions, and it came to the point, because I just didn't understand it, and I would ask my teacher, like, is there an actual reason why we do this equation, or is it just because, Like, is it just because, is that just we don't question it anymore, that's just the equation, or like, is there a reason behind it, and it's funny, because pressures is kind of, the, the word pressure is kind of in my head like that, mm. where we don't we don't question what it is anymore. We yeah. just take it, you know? We
0: each individually know how we feel, and that's what our pressure Yeah, but are.
1: when you get questioned on how you feel, you don't really know. No. You go,
0: um... It's very hard to talk about your emotions and feelings. Not in terms of just speaking out, because if you really want to do it, you can. But in terms of actually breaking it down, because we don't do that ourselves.
1: Completely. So. Unless you have a good support network around you that you've been able to talk about it and people will ask you about it but it's it's actually, I've never heard someone describe pressure the way you did before um, or just there. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm more feeling out of them. Yeah. It's funny how you were yeah. talking about skill though because that's the first probably real place that we as individuals comprehend the pressure. I like, guess probably the first place where we See it school, school, because you obviously I mean we start nursery here when you're like three,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you're
0: in primary school whenever you're what five.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I felt the pressure to have a nap in nursery because I didn't want to have a nap. Oh, so God,
0: I can't remember nursery other than making, <laughs> other than making, other than making <laughs> cookies and yeah, playing in the sandpit. I think that was, that was about that was about my nursery. R- remember?
1: hell no no um, <laughs> it's it's funny because Google actually describes um. Pressure as a an attempt to persuade or coerce someone into doing something.
2: Oh uh,
0: yeah, so it'd be more like peer. Well, not even peer pressure because it doesn't have to be someone.
1: Well, see, because that's what I—that's what I am. Not mm. like immediately thought it was peer pressure.
0: pressure. Yeah, you do think of other people putting you in that
1: situation. Yeah. And I feel like everybody has always ex- like we have all experienced peer pressure. Oh yeah, at some point. I feel like we have also all try to peer pressure. Yeah. Even
2: without yeah, knowing.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I um, think mainly that's skill. That all starts
1: it's so manifests fun. itself. Yeah, I actually um I, I wrote this morning, I was writing this morning and um just thinking about all this and I thought, you know, in skill, your peers are your life. Your peers yeah. are your reality. That's everything you know is is your peers and who's who and who does what and who's not allowed to do what and who puts who down, who's at the top and bottom of the food chain. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's like skill's a completely different reality.
0: Yeah. And it also turns into whenever you have a bad day or a bad week at school that turns into you've just had a bad day of your life or a bad week of your life. Like it's not it's not like it just stays in school. Mm-hmm. In your period. I mean all the I mean, all the friends I had in school, mm-hmm. I mean, we'd all play or see each other outside. Play. So. <laughs> I mean, when we were younger, like, I mean, play yeah. football. <laughs> so, not so much now. <laughs> of course, of
2: course. <laughs> but.
1: Yeah. There's a weird, a, a wee fact for you. On Google, mm-hmm. the glorious Google, the term pressure was used at its peak in 1969. And it's actually fallen from then by half to now. And I thought, is this because we're getting used to the word pressure? Was in nineteen sixty eight like was that because people didn't really feel pressure, so people wanted to look it up, people wanted to talk about it, people wanted to question it because they were like, what is this? We've never felt this much. That's when you know, well, I think capitalism's always always been there, but. Was that a rise of of pressure of any sort? You know, no. and now we're kind of, we're so used to it, we don't even talk about it anymore. We're kind of just, it's a part of daily life.
0: Well, another thing would be, I mean, humans have been under pressure since the beginning.
1: Well, yeah, 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 so yeah. So yeah.
0: I'd say that, obviously, you can't look it up whenever you just never had the internet, so.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That puts all those years back, but from, from now, I think we definitely have a better understanding of what pressure is now. Than what we did back then, so you're probably right in terms of not having to research it as much. I think we, I think there's more information out there to find. I don't think as many people go out to find it. I think people have just learned to deal with their pressures, and know that actually having pressure is good as well mm. as, as bad. Because I mean, if you didn't have any pressure, then you're, what the are you doing? You're just lazy in the body, probably, because you've got nothing to push yourself.
1: No, not necessarily. I would, I'd probably disagree with that. That's someone that doesn't put themselves under pressure. No, no.
0: I feel like just trying to improve yourself would automatically put yourself under
2: pressure.
1: But with pressure comes expectation. What about if someone doesn't have expectation of where they want to go?
2: Yeah, but he, yeah, that's a fair point.
1: But it's it's actually um really interesting that you say we know more about pressure now, and that's why we don't question it. That's funny because my thought process is that not that we know more, it's that pressure changed i think that the. i think what pressure is today in 2021
2: that's weird to say i know
1: i know (laughs) but it's completely different to pressure in nineteen sixty. yeah yeah you know it's like completely different in my head
0: well it would have to be because the pressure's
1: so it's not that we know
0: more of it yeah well i mean yeah yeah pressures have definitely changed Because obviously your pressure comes from what's around you. Or what you put in yourself. Like, in your own head. What
1: puts you under pressure?
0: Time. It it puts me under the pressure the most. Because you're not going to (laughs) win. You can't can't beat time.
1: Which is so annoying, because, like, time isn't actually real. Time isn't, like, an actual thing. It's, like, a man made construct. We've spoken about this so much. I think it's just a phenomenon that I've recently come to discover that, like,
0: yeah, we put time in place to structure ourselves.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that puts us under so much pressure. Something that we need.
0: Well, it is not necessarily. When I say time, I don't necessarily mean the clock and the and the clogs turning on the clock. I mean just general aging and a lifespan. I mean that
1: puts you under pressure.
0: Yeah, I mean you only get one of these. Like
1: I can to say. look at it, not <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> well, I only get one of this. Me.
1: Yeah.
0: For work for both of us, <laughs> so, and I'm not gonna remember previous or future me's. <laughs> so this yeah, is this is me time. me. Yeah. Cool. Um, so.
1: So that puts you under pressure.
0: That puts me under the most pressure. Sometimes, right. I mean, you, I mean, for in terms of long term pressures, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have the short term, like you need to get. or well for me, yeah, you know, university, you need to get an assignment done yeah. in a week or. Yeah. Or in a day, you have work and then you want to come home and you have to make dinner you go, oh,
2: mm-hmm. that's a
0: little bit more pressure on me because I want to just go back and relax. Like, you have those individual day pressures that can build up and then make people explode. But in terms of long term, like, sustaining pressure would just be to try and fill my time with as much, as much positive things as I can, which I don't always do. <laughs> but but that's then what pushes me to do it because it's like, oh, well, I wasted a little bit of time here that didn't really interest me. Face- so that's probably my pressure what about you
1: um I think my biggest pressure comes from my own expectation yeah of just I should I should be doing this I need to, to do this um yeah it's like unneeded pressures I think is my biggest pressure I don't really know how else to expand on it I think everyone just knows that we all put our own pressures on ourselves that we you know you know I'm a perfectionist so needing to just have everything perfect but like not everything has to be perfect but that's where the pressure comes from that's where like the expectation of what it should turn out like Mm -hmm. or what I should be like
0: well that's what I mean like I don't actually think anything can be perfect Mm -hmm. Yeah. and there's always probably a little bit of tweaks that can make something better or advance it in some way so yeah. You do, I mean, I would definitely agree that you definitely have so much expectation for yourself. I mean, you push yourself through a lot. Mm. Like, in the day, you try and do ten things rather than just trying to knock away at three for, like, three days in a row to get nine done. You know?
1: Yeah, I think that's... Um, it's like a collective thing, though, isn't it? We've yeah. got such a collective... I mean, I would consider it a, a very collective energy charge of just go, go, go. A lot of people call it hustle culture. Mm. You know, just the whole "go get" attitude of just get everything done, like product, like productivity. Jesus, if I looked up how many times that's used on Google,
0: <laughs> so you FBI. say "go go go" or hustlers thing, and my one, which is the exact same, but the only thing that I listen to is "get after it." Mm. So that's the one I've heard. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things They're that literally... all point to the same thing.
1: But that's just it's just well, what we live in now it's just go go go. It's not like it's. It's funny when you actually think about it, now that I've said that, would you ever feel the pressure to sit down and stop?
0: No, I think taking a day off is, uh, is gives you is courage as a courageous person to take a day off, like if you work really hard and go mm-hmm. right, I'm going to take tomorrow off and you take tomorrow off like you're a strong person yeah. No, if you're arching about and you don't really do much work and you're faffing about and you take a day off, it's not the same. But if you're, like, a really hard worker and you take a day off, I heard that, I forget where I heard that from, but somebody, like, it was about a year ago, I probably heard that and was like, Well
2: Yeah.
0: I think it was, I actually think it was uh, a guy that is a coach in MMA hmm. on YouTube and he said it and I was like, huh. <laughs> I forget exactly what word it was. I forget who it was. I'm not going to say the wrong person because it wasn't them. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. I, um, because I, I would feel the pressure to, mm, but then again, it's, it's pressure on myself. It's like me being like, I really, I really need to stop. Like, I really need to just stop for a second, meditate, go for a walk. I, I don't know. Just, just anything. I'm sure a lot of people can maybe relate to that of just you pressure yourself to do so much and then when you're doing so much you're like my god I need to take a break soon but like you're in you're in that whole hustle mindset that it's so hard to stop you know it's like
0: uh, some people don't stop and people just keep going I mean those are the type of workhorses that I don't know how I don't know how people certain people work yeah I mean you have like business, big business um, CEOs that are working like 80 hour weeks. Oh my
1: god, yeah, I know. And I'm like, hi. Oh, like, it's outstanding, really. Yeah. It is, that people are capable of it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think the pressure comes from having so much on. I mean, I don't think I could do that because I would want to spend more time with friends and family and yeah. enjoy myself, whereas people that can work 60, 70, 80 hour weeks can, don't. Not don't, but Maybe don't have like family and friends as high as a priority as I would maybe have them. Yeah, they would have their work first, which is okay. Yeah, which is totally totally okay. Totally fine. Yeah, that's if that's the way you work, then that's the way you work. You go with it. That makes you happy.
1: Um, actually, a guy called Barry Winbolt. Who's that? Just a really fab scientist. To be honest, um, is that the technical?
0: Is that his technical yeah, thing? Yeah, no,
1: that's that's his. So doctorate. he goes,
0: he goes on a TV show. Really
1: fab it? scientist. Oh, that's his title. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so he he did a whole kind of article on um, how to deal with life pressures. Awful. Yeah, and I thought it was really. It was. Um, I think it was a phenomenon when it first came out. I feel. I feel like it's not common sense. But it's intra it's it's important to bring it up again. It's he's very strong on advocating the fact that we do have a degree of control. People forget that when you're under pressure. I know why I forget that. Mm. You know, it's it's not you, you kinda let life happen to you when you're under pressure and you need to remember that you are the one that controls your life, you know, too. A certain extent, um, when you do realize that it's a step towards developing a greater sense of personal agency, and you're not only surviving but you're flourishing. I thought that that's beautiful, you know. And it's the fact that when you say it now, people go, oh, I know that, but we forget it,
0: yeah. It's easy to let it slip,
1: yeah. And we have two main life pressures, are the two main causes of our life pressures, which are external and internal, yeah, which we know. But we forget about that. I feel like anyway, I forget that there are two different types of, it's not just pressure in general. We have two different types and we have control over one. And we don't have control over the other. And externals are, you know, your challenges and your obstacles and your demands of anything that happens outside of your body and what comes out of it. You know, through your mouth, what happens in your mind, what happens, what type of exercise you do. Mm. Everything else is external. Something that's happening to you, mm. you can't really control. You know, you get fired, you get loads load of assignments in uni, you get argument with a friend, argument with a family member, anything happens. You're not in control of that, you know, if someone comes at you, you can't control that, but...
0: You can't control that other person, but I wouldn't agree that you can't control it. You can... Well, control might not be the word I would use. I'd say you can manipulate, and you can uh, flip it on his head.
1: Why use manipulate?
0: Well, Just manipulate a situation to make it feel better for yourself rather than, if somebody's going at you, going at you, going at you, you can walk away. That's manipulating the situation into just walking away. No,
1: exactly, but that's what you just controlled as an internal thing. That's You walked away. You couldn't control what they were doing, so you thought what can I do in this situation that is happening to me? I can walk away.
0: Well, then maybe that's just... just, You know? When you said internal and external pressures, I just thought it meant pressures that come from the outside to you as in somebody shutting down and then yeah. I would say that that's the external
1: yes no of course no no I get where you're coming from it's just your whole your internal expectations and your attitudes and your own demands is yeah 100% but you don't have to force yourself to stay there the internal life pressures that you have which I just said are your expectations, your attitudes, and your demands. You. Barry Wilbot. Windbolt, sorry, I completely butchered his Bolt. name. Wilbot? <laughs> <What? laughs> Windbolt, oh my god. Um, says that you carry these with you constantly and they, they act as a filter through which you view the external pressures.
2: Okay.
0: Right, but I'm starting to understand that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty.
1: I thought it was. Bro, to be Yeah, honest. I was about
0: to say that's pretty fascinating, because yeah.
1: then
0: obviously my initial thought on it was different than what it actually well, mm-hmm. or maybe just what he's trying to get at. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's very uh, how would you put it? It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard sometimes to differentiate what pressures you're putting on yourself and what other pressures are being put on you. you. think
2: so?
0: In certain situations, yeah. Like, if you have like a tough decision to make Mm-hmm. And you're talking to people about it, like they're putting pressure on you in some ways to make a decision. Give but me an example. Oh god. Um
2: <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> if you were the boss and you had to fire somebody of your team. Right. You talk to all the other managers in different fields and Google if you know, if you were thinking of firing somebody, what what type of person would you put? Like what like what Aspects of a person would make you want to fire somebody, you know, they're mm-hmm. always in late, they just not get their work in on time, or and they go all out of that. And you might even ask them if you were in my situation, what would you do? And then they say a name and you don't agree with that. I mean, they're putting pressure on you to make the decision still, but you're going out to get the pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, you've went out to obviously you're not going out to get pressure, you're going out to get advice, yeah. but you come back with that whole pressure, so that whole situation turns into one big pressure. To go I have to let somebody go.
1: I'm actually gonna latch on to something you just said in there that um
0: I feel like you're about to get
2: me down here.
1: No, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> I <know. laughs> No. Um it's the whole if you were in my position, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't hate a lot of things in life, but I hate that. Because I used to do it all the time. And I hate that I used to do that, but we are just—it's—it's it's normal because until you hear that you can ask something else, so that's you only go to. I heard someone, and it's actually really unfortunate that I can't remember who said it. Um, saying don't ask people if you were in my position, what would you do? Because they're not in your position. that's, that's a different person and yep. at that point you're not respecting the fact that you and I are completely different people. We're not the same. So I would encourage you or or anyone listening just even once or twice instead of saying if you were in my position what would you do? Say what do you think I should do? Knowing me asking someone that knows you What do you think I should do? Because the people that know you know your values. Yeah. They know what you struggle with and what you don't. You know, I could ask you, what would you do in my position? What would you do? And maybe there's a value of yours that is not a value of mine. So you find it easier to do something. Whereas I go, oh my God, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know yourself. Someone would find it so easy to... Let me think of an example. It's so much easier for people to comprehend, uh, yeah, that's why I ask for them all the time. Should you stay with someone or not in a relationship?
2: Right, no. it's a pretty good example.
1: If you're in a relationship and you're actually not to blow my own horn, but this is actually a perfect example,
2: <laughs> you
1: <laughs> and that person are the only people that are in that relationship. Yeah, but I know many of the times you and I can have arguments, and I, when I was younger, yeah, I would go to my mom and go. What would you do? My mom doesn't know anything apart from what i told her about our relationship. Yeah. She doesn't know the ins and outs. She doesn't know everything about us. So that's something that she would do. But how can yeah. she? How can she speak? Like
0: she's speaking for you, sort of thing. Like she's taking no, situation. not even
1: like it's because then that's kind of she's speaking for herself. Yeah. What good is that going to do for our relationship? Yeah, you know what I mean. Or a friend. What What is that friend? They're speaking for themselves in something that they're not involved in. So I would encourage maybe some people to to stop themselves. Or maybe if you go, what would you do? Then stop and go. Actually, no. What do you think I should do?
0: Because well, that still gets that still gets the same question. Because when people ask, like what would you do? Yes. All you're looking for is someone else's opinion that isn't maybe tinted by having fuzzy vision for the situation, being not too emotionally attached. But yeah. if you ask somebody, you're totally right, when you say the word, what would you do, it doesn't make them go and put themselves in your mindset. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. Put themselves in your
0: shoes, it just makes them say, well, I'm uh, such and such type of person, so this is what I would do. When you go, well, I can't do that. See, because in
1: my head, no, I knowing what what I know and what we've just spoken about like when I'm trying to find out something about the other person I would go what would you do like this conversation but if it's something that affects my life I'm going to go what do you think I should know knowing me knowing me as a person what do you think I should do
2: Yeah.
1: and if that's even just I think you knowing you you should maybe go and have a talk with him because I know that that is what helps you is talking or I I know you really like to have some space. I think you now, say for instance I was giving you advice and you're a person that needs their space and I like to talk it out. Yeah. You go, what would you do? I would go go talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh my God, that's not what I want to yeah. do <laughs> And I go, but what I think you should do do knowing you, I think you should should take an yeah. hour or two away from everything. Just turn your phone off just sit with yourself and think about it that's what I was going to say
0: because even in terms of us like that uh, situation for us would be so different because me and you never react in the same way to any situation ever
2: like never like
0: we couldn't be more different (laughs) when reaction (laughs)
2: like
0: we couldn't honestly we couldn't be more different yeah it's like you take a step forward I go I'm going to take a step to the side (laughs) or I'm going to take a step back literally (laughs) confrontation happens and I'm all for it and you go oh god you're, no. so, you're so egotistical <laughs> <laughs> like that's the that's the severity of our defensive reaction
1: I know, I know for the people that are really interested in um like the science of things we spoke about this a while ago because there are some names that um of our brain, that I, I do not know how to pronounce, so they... um,
0: Just so everyone knows, we did try and go on Google Translate, type it in, and hit the speak button so we could yeah. try and maybe say it, but...
1: Some of them, I'll, I'll give a go. I'll, I'll give it a good go, but other ones, they'll be in the, the, means. the notes. <laughs> the <means>. <laughs> <laughs> Um they'll, they'll be in the notes underneath anyway, so I'll just say the other part of the brain. Yeah, um, yeah so I got this off Harvard, medical school and understanding the stress response so cuz i just know that some people like to actually understand what goes on in our brain yeah the you know, actual really chemical the process behind it yep. yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's interesting i think it's important oh, that we sure. it. so harvard medical school says that uh, a stretch uh, wow good start very good, good start right <laughs> take 2
0: where's the we clump thing <laughs>
1: So Harvard Medical School um, says that a stressful situation of any kind can trigger a cascade of stress hormones that produce well-orchestrated psychological changes. Um, So this combination is known as the fight or flight, as we all well and truly know from our ancestors. Um, Unfortunately, the body can also overreact to stressors, that are not life-threatening, such as traffic jams, work pressure, and family difficulties. God, traffic jams! They're awful, I they? hate Traffic jams are the worst. Unless you have good, like a good playlist on. Yeah,
0: but I'm so bad now that I start to slap at people for driving the speed limit. Like that's the point that I'm at.
1: That's awful. Only in thirties. That's.
0: But now I get really annoyed for no reason. Like
1: I have no reason <sighs> to be never annoyed.
2: We're going to go over that. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Sorry,
1: continue. It's a wormhole. <laughs> so sorry so harvard medical school say that over time repeated activation of the stress response takes a toll on the body and research suggests that chronic stress contributes to high blood pressure it promotes the formation of artery clogging um, and causes brain changes that may contribute to anxiety depression and addiction i thought that was really Really important to know that this can actually happen to us like this, yeah. and it's and it's not just for for reference for everybody else. It's and for you, it's not just Harvard um medical medical school that says this. Like it's you know it's across the board. So it's not just something that they find. Like it really does. If we're if the stress hormones are constantly being activated and and pushed out throughout our body, it can actually. It changes to our brain, and and for the people that don't realize, because I didn't realize this until maybe two years ago, anxiety and depression and addiction really are changes in our brain.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: like they they actually are. They're not just something that we feel. Like it's it's a genuine, you know, either chemical imbalance which comes from the brain and and etc. Not Um,
0: not only that though, but when you have all that stress, it doesn't even only just affect your brain. Yeah. It affects your body, too. Like, I mean, your immune oh, system goes yeah. down and you get sick all the time. You get sick way more. Yes. You'll, you'll have aches mm. and pains more. And yeah. then that pain will make you stress more because you can't do what you want to do.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's just a vicious cycle. So
1: Yeah. So, um, basically, what happens is the stress response begins in the brain. Um, And when people, when someone confronts an oncoming car or other danger, The eyes and or the ears send the information to the amygdala, which is another part of the brain, the area of the brain that contributes to emotional processing. So then the amygdala um, interprets the images and the sounds. um, When it perceives danger, it instantly sends a distress signal to another part of your brain. This area of the brain um, functions like a command center, communicating to the rest of the body, through the nervous system um, and so that the person will then have the energy to fight or flee
2: right. you know yeah. or
1: freeze because or that's that's yeah. the other one um yeah. all of these changes i mean they happen so quickly that people aren't even aware of them you know there's an example of the wiring between the amygdala and the other part of the brain it happens before the brain's visual centers have even had a chance to fully process what's happening And that's why people are able to jump out of the way of a car, ongoing car, without even processing, like, I was just in danger. Yeah,
0: but that fascinates me. Does it? Yeah, because, I mean, I always thought you would need to comprehend the danger before being able to move. But it's like, your brain already does that before your... (laughs) One part of your brain does it before the other part of the brain does it. And then it's like, oh, well, we've got to move. But it's like, how does... If you can't see the danger... Mm-hmm. How does your brain know it's there?
1: Your body will always try and protect you.
0: I know it's it's, it's that's always. what that's about that fascinates me. It's like yeah, you yeah. could close your eyes, and your body would know that there's something coming. That's mm-hmm. and I'm like what? <laughs>
2: brilliant, it really is. Um,
1: <laughs> then, sorry, so another part of the brain activates the second compo- component of the stress response system known as the HPA axis. Um and that relies on a series of hormonal signals to keep the sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of collo- colloquially commonly Common. commonly known as it's it's known as like the gas pedal in in our brain and it's it's pressed down. and if the brain continues to perceive something as dangerous then um, it the brain releases an HRH or a CRH. Sorry, a CRH hormone which travels um right through your body, basically to another hormone. Um, if you really want to get technical, the link to the actual article of this will be in the notes. Um, that hormone travels to other parts of your body. Um, and it releases cortisol, and the body thus. Stays revved up and on high alert. So that's to the point where you're having anxiety attacks and you're stressed out completely and people are literally being like, take a breath. (laughs) Like, that's when you get to the dangerous stage of your heart is pumping Mm. fast for too long that it's going to be hard to sustain. That's how people have heart attacks. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: I always know that 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 how much you can take of that also depends on your person. Like, on yourself. Because mm. like we could have, we could be in that stressful situation for the same time, but it would affect you differently than it would affect me.
2: Yeah.
0: Obviously, because our bodies are different. Yeah. So I'm like, I never really want to find out where that is, but at the same time, I sort of do. Like I, I'm alright, with not? <laughs> like, I sort of do want to know, like, how much stress and pressure I can take before Break. it... Break? Yeah. I feel like it's a lot less than what I think it is. Mm. <laughs> like I think Good that morning. I can take a lot more than what I probably <laughs> could. <laughs>
1: Harvard actually have techniques to counter the chronic stress, counter chronic stress. Um, reason why I'm still using this article for this talk anyway. I know I said to you that I think stress and pressure are the same thing. Yeah. Personally? Very,
0: very much similar. Um, go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. Too much
0: of one starts to cause the other.
1: Yeah. So it, I think that if you can, if you can get a handle on your stress, I feel like you can deal with your pressures better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like when you feel pressured you should do things to try and take the stress off. That's when the love hate relationship turns into this is a good pressure. I'm not stressed about it. Mm. You know. Um it was it, I love this. I think this is so interesting. Um many people are unable to find a way to put the brakes on stress, you know. Um so much like a motor that is idling too high for too long after a while. This has an effect on the body that contributes to the health problems associated with chronic stress. So there's three different ways that um, Harvard say, which are, um, first of all, the relaxation response. Um, It was actually discovered by Dr. Herbert Benson. Is that um, the problem? Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 um, techniques, including... um abdominal deep abdominal breathing yeah uh focusing this is interesting focusing on soothing words like peace or calm
2: well
1: apparently our brain responds really well to soothing words like that i'm gonna have to try that i'm gonna have to try that if anyone else tries it let us know see if it works I thought it was so interesting.
2: Yeah, fair
0: enough. I mean, I can see why it works. Obviously. Yeah. I was thinking of probably breathing would probably be the main thing that would ease my pressures off myself. Yeah. Like I actually, just take a step back and breathing.
1: Um, visualization of tranquil scenes, repetitive prayer, yoga, or tai chi. No, I suppose repetitive prayer, if that's your thing, go for yeah, it. it. If it's not, it's not particularly then, my thing, I wouldn't say. Why? You know, each thing. Yeah. Yoga and Tai Chi. I mean, they're brilliant. Even just if yoga and Tai Chi aren't your thing, I would totally say stretching. Just stretch, stretch your body because it puts your focus out of your mind. You're feeling your body, which is the whole point of yoga and Tai Chi. But if like you just don't want to, you know, I know a lot of people don't like to do yoga because they have this whole or Tai Chi because they have this whole misconception around it, and like, oh, I don't want to be associated with like spiritual stuff. So that's. Just stretch, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like just stretch, deep breathe, focus on your calm and peace, and maybe think about your safe space, like, you know? Yeah. Or your happy place or something.
0: So. Now, those are all very much things whenever you sort of have time to be able to do those. But seeing, like, high-stressful, high-pressure situations, yeah, what would you say would be the best things to do? Because I would have said, take a step back and have a look around. I stole that off. Jasper willing, but that's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Giving him his dues now, so
1: <laughs> finally, it's taking you long enough. It's well, a long and I'm time. doing, I'm
0: doing it online, and so everyone would know okay. anyway. So,
1: but um, I personally, if I'm in a high stressful situation, um, I don't physically take a step back, but you know, you take a step back in your head and you go, I just kind of go, hold on, stop, just stop, and if that's even saying to another person, hold on, just stop for a second. You know, it can seem quite rude, but at that particular moment in time, I don't really care. Um, um,
0: well, see, I always, I always just to try and get around that by saying, like, making fun of myself to make them feel okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if somebody was saying a bunch of things to me and I was starting to go, right, okay, I'm getting really confused here, and it's starting to mess my brain up, I would make fun of myself, being like, hold on, I'm just getting all confused, maybe and I do not know. What was the, um, and then try and bring it back, because I think a lot of pressure and stress comes from us going too far ahead in our processes, thinking too far ahead, rather than going, okay, well what's the next two, three things I have to do?
2: Yeah. And we're
0: sitting there going, okay, what's the tenth thing I have to do? And I have to do all this in between, and I'm like, oh, how am I going to do that in, in an hour? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, exactly. It's just been like, hold on, just stop. Mm-hmm. If someone's talking totally. about, like, the the ten steps ahead of you, you're like, hold on, just just wait a second, I'm, do you know it's oh i'm constantly constantly criticized for how rude i can be at times (laughs) and honestly i'm telling these people to stop for a reason because it's actually too much for me right now and you're trying to be over on on the left side of the world and i'm left over in the middle here i haven't quite caught up with you um (laughs) And I only want to focus on what place I'm going to next. I'm sorry, that's just the way I am. Um, close relationships are so important. And I'm going to emphasize the word close.
2: Yeah, you'd have to.
1: You know those people that earlier when we, we spoke about what do you think I should do? You knowing me. Yeah. It's those people you need to go to. Because they know hard to deal with you.
0: Yeah. There'd be the people that would be close enough to know yeah. Maybe not every single in and in not yeah. every single ins and outs of you as a person, but certainly would know why the situation would benefit you if you done it a certain way. Yeah. Compared to something else. Especially if you were thinking about doing it I don't know, option B but option A is better. Yeah. You know? So definitely yeah. finding not finding, but knowing who the closest people are to you ask. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't go around asking anyone. No. Well, obviously that depends on the situation. If the if the situation isn't really that stressful, it doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, I could ask for a bunch of different like a bunch of help from different people. Mm-hmm. But if it's like really personal or it's really just think about who you're saying it to because you can't always trust
2: everyone to be yeah. good people.
1: Exactly. You can't trust everyone to have your best interests at yeah. heart. Um. I would probably be the biggest that I know. <laughs> the biggest person that I know of that would advocate being in nature when you're stressed out. Yeah. Um, I'm like... A- a nerd about energies and everything. And I am a very <laughs> spiritual person, and I, you know, I, I, think that that's brilliant because you're not really spiritual, and I am, and it completely brings a different, you know, a completely different dimension to to this conversation for people to listen to. So yeah. it's it's brilliant. It's why we're doing this. But anyway, nature is just so still, and it's just when your mind is going crazy and crazy and crazy, and you're thinking, you're like. Do you know those um, machines, the amusement machines, at the amusement park that like fling you zigzags, and yeah. whoever's sitting on the outside's just like squished, like, yeah, like, squashed.
0: Like, oh, what's that called? I can't remember. When you're sitting on the and it's just one bar that's keeping you yeah, in, see? almost like a diner, like an old American diner yeah. bucket, <laughs> like a bucket what's seat. What's that called? Oh, I forget what it's called.
1: Oh my god, what's that called?
0: No, oh, my brother's going to be screaming it if he's listening to this. But
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) this was my mom. My mom was gonna be like, "You always made me go on that one." (laughs) 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 Of course, you should know what it is. But anyway, um, yeah, when your mind's basically going like that, it's so nice to go to a place where like nothing's happening. Even just like a see if you're in a building, um, and you can't get into nature. Just going into a room where it's like nothing's happening. It's just a room. It's nothing's on. Yeah, it's just a room. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of people just go into the bathroom, and they can just sit. Because nothing really is moving, they can close themselves into a cubicle, and if that's your only place to go, honestly, go there. Yeah. Like, just go there. It's... I mean, no one's going to question why I go to the bathroom, so, mm-hmm. I mean, there's that positive as well, but...
0: It's crazy how nature helps you. It's also really good, even in terms of resetting yourself. Yeah. I mean, we recently went to walk up a
2: mountain,
0: <laughs> and... Never mind that card like you hurting your ankle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Never mind that. I mean, but before in the car, I said you're going to get humbled because oh, you I'm hadn't sure properly went hiking before up a mountain, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you laughed at me because I said everything, like you're, like everything is against you. Okay. No matter how big. I mean, the mountain that we were walking up isn't a particularly high mountain in, <laughs> in terms of mountains of the world, but even in that, it's. It's hard and it's tough, and it's just being in nature that can reset your perspective of everything. It's like we get so caught up in our own lives of, you know, technology and well, social media. I know that is technology, but <laughs> mm-hmm. we just get caught up in everything that when you ever you go back out and just take a walk in the fresh air, it's like wow, there's more than just.
1: Yeah. I think when you're at the sea, or or looking at the sea and looking at the ocean it makes me feel really really small um, and for some people i know that that doesn't help you know it, it makes them feel even more ins- insignificant but for me it makes it puts the perspective in, into your brain of just i'm one small tiny thing in the whole <laughs> entire world and my problems are like one of i can't even count that high problems and issues and, and pressures in this world that are occurring. Like it is not life and, and death and and I mean, trust me, I've had some huge, huge, huge pressures, just like everybody has, and even those ones, you can just go, Yes, this seems like everything in my life, but it's not everything in the world. And for some people that's gonna give comfort, some people that's not gonna give comfort. And if that doesn't work for you I mean, there are so many other ways of looking at it, but for anyone that maybe that will help, you know, that's just one way of looking at it and just thinking. My pressure is like one grain of sand on an entire beach. Yeah. There are so many of them there that it actually will get mixed up if you looked at everything.
0: Yeah. You know. I know. I'm very much like that with, like, I'm not very, very spiritual. I am getting a wee bit more spiritual in some ways. <laughs> definitely not in others but like Mm. i always love looking up at night at the stars Mm. like because it just goes what the hell i always just go what the hell's out there so no matter how yeah like what i'm thinking about aliens (laughs) like no matter what the stress of the day was whenever i like look up i always just go what the hell's out there because nobody knows exactly (laughs) nobody knows we know what's like closest to us no
1: 100 i um i just wanted to go over a a few things okay.
2: that are is actually on
1: org that I would really encourage people to go to. Yeah. Um, they have tips on how to deal with pressure as well. I thought, you know, to bring them up into the discussion and talk about them. They say, first of all, to identify your triggers. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that?
0: I actually think what that is is what I describe pressure as for me. It's actually my triggers. But I'm just thinking about it now because I said getting hot and. Mm feeling warm and sweating. And I'm thinking that's probably my triggers of getting stressed and getting feeling like being under pressure.
1: You would say that well, where, what what are you on about? So you're saying that once you start getting hot, that's when you feel the pressure?
0: No, that's when I yeah, that's when I understand that the pressure's probably getting a little bit of the best of me.
1: Yeah, so then it's trying to identify what happened before. You got those. What caused you to start getting hot? And- <laughs> hot and bothered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, like what easiest way to put it is? Okay, you started getting warm in your chest. Yeah, that's where you feel it.
0: Well, I feel it everywhere. I just got hot. Okay, well,
1: you start getting hot. Yeah. What just happened? Like, what just happened before you realized you started feeling hot?
2: Big line caught up in the in the queue
0: when I was working.
1: That's your trigger. It's normally yeah. so one thing caused the feeling, yeah, which causes the stress. But like, what was the thing that just happened? I would I would encourage people, you know, when they if they don't feel it, because I I feel it too physically. But if you don't feel it physically, you know, once you've just caught on that you're under a lot of pressure and you're realizing that you're running around like a headless chicken what just happened like before you clicked on oh my god I'm so stressed right now like like what just happened and then if that wasn't it what was the thing that happened before that okay and most likely the one before that is going to be the one but you can trace it back to what was the first thing that happened and then I started running around um I would
0: definitely say though to try and figure out how your body reacts to it though
1: yeah, no, to understand, I understand it
0: so obviously my mind's getting hot and you know, yeah. starting to sweat whereas people might start to maybe talk a little bit faster because their hearts beat a bit more Or maybe people like feel yeah. their heart beating a little bit more or maybe people just feel a bit more anxious
1: mm. feel their,
0: tight, their chest tightening a little yeah, bit that was, like,
1: yeah that's what I feel
0: so everyone will that's have fun. their own different I'd say try and maybe figure out what yours is individually because then well, at least when you know and you can start to feel it it means that you can start preventing it getting any further earlier and yeah. that's all that we're all going to try and do because that means then we can actually take more pressure like when we understand how to react to pressure
1: yeah we
0: can actually take more <laughs>
1: that's an interesting thought process
0: yeah, because i mean at one stage the big line stresses me out and i i'm burstless, so i spill the milk or whatever the hell <laughs> but the next time i go right well i got hot and, hot and i started sweating and then i started thinking about that rather than thinking about the drinks and i forgot a bunch of drinks and all this so it's like yeah. right well then let me just not focus on that. Let me just take one customer at a time and I'll get through it. Yeah. Which means then when an even bigger line comes, or I need to do two jobs rather than one. Mm. Just simple things like that.
1: So, um, I We can have um, different types of stresses. We can have models that come up regularly. You know, like um, yeah. bills, yeah. appointments.
0: Which everyone will get. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so we can't get away from that. Hundred percent. We can have like one-off events that are on your mind, like exams, moving house, yeah, etc. And then we can have ongoing stresses, like you know, work problems. If you're a carer, um, you know, the pressure of trying to do well in uni, pressures of your mm-hmm. friendship grip If you have any of those, just stuff like that. Um, and you you'd be surprised to find out how much you're coping with at once. Yeah, when you have the time to sit down and go what am I really stressing about you know I, I love 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 doing that and it it scares me and it used to scare me more than it does now of just going okay let's actually face this let's sit down let's get a page or get the notes on your phone and write down everything big small minute <laughs> anything that causes you stress and pressure write it down like you would be so surprised to see how much you're hoarding yeah. up in your brain and in your body of just stress and it's it's so weird. It, I, I i love this because mine.org said this as well that remember that not having enough work activities or change in your life can be just as stressful a yeah. situation is having too much to deal with and i thought that that was
0: Phenomenal. Yeah, I'd actually, I, I, although I haven't heard that before, that's pretty good.
1: Same, because it's so true. If you don't have enough going on in your life, you're stressed, and I, I think that that's due to hustle culture. Because yeah. we're, you know,
2: I
0: definitely know a few people that want to be kept busy the entire time, and when you can't be kept busy, then that's when people start to get,
2: right,
0: yeah. yeah, people start to get, you know, really
1: me, nee! no, <laughs>
0: tipped off at every little thing
1: that happens. Yeah. And, yeah. The uh, the second thing was organize your time. No, <laughs> organize your time. I am your girl to come to. <laughs> Let's have a chat. I will write five thousand blogs about this about organizing your time. No, um... wait. You
2: like and so what?
1: Oh that's my favorite thing in the world because it's like wait, it's, it's, it's funny just... how all the
0: listeners don't know that, but they will get to know that oh, how they much will, you love planning.
1: It's just for me the only way that I can like decom. What what is that word? De- Decombobulate.
0: It's not English, but that's my word.
1: Decompartmentalize.
0: <laughs> no, discombobulate. Okay. Decompobulate, that's what I use. <laughs> okay.
1: And discombobulate, right, well, we'll use that word. Um, what, decarb? What was it? What was the one that you there? Decompartmentalize.
0: you go, I can't say that. I'm too stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Dang>. <laughs> yeah. oh. Um, Do you know why I didn't say you're not? Oh my god, <laughs> you awful. <laughs> yeah, you're fuck not. you, you're trying you're, you're going to hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um no, organizing your time makes you feel makes me feel so in control of the tasks that you're facing and everything. Um Best Ways to Organise your time. And I, I seriously, seriously, people that maybe are like planning way too much effort, just give this a go one day. please.
0: Yeah. And just before you chip in, and just before you start that, I'm just gonna chip in and say that I am the most disorganized person <laughs> that I'm gonna say that you've probably ever read. From start, from the beginning.
1: From the start, yes. Yeah.
0: um, yeah. And I have completely changed in that. Yeah. For the better as well. Like, I feel way more in control of actually what I'm doing.
2: Hallelujah. And,
0: I, and I, uh, going back on my initial point of time being my worst long-term pressure, mm. that, you know, planning out my time has given me more time to do more things. Yeah. Because you realise how much time you waste. Yeah. And even if you do what Rachel says, or even if you just don't do anything at all, just try and sit down for 20 minutes and figure out how much time you waste in a day. And then just multiply that up for a year.
1: I wouldn't encourage everybody to do that, because that would cause a lot of Negative. damage to myself if I did something like that, so... If you're someone that has the same mindset as Dave, hundred percent, I I would back him up fully on what he just said. If you're someone like me, I would maybe try and stay away from stuff like that. You don't need to put the extra pressure on yourself. Of yeah, you know, enough. like you're aware of how much time mm. you don't want to put a number to that. Yeah, if if that's what you what stresses yeah. you out, and that's what would stress me out, so hundred mm-hmm. percent, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I prefer then, to have
0: a number so then I know that. I can relate it to the next time and maybe shut it down. But again, yeah, you're right. If that's not your thing, if you don't want to put a number to things, you don't have to have a number to it. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. There's no point
0: putting yourself through extra stress if you don't want it.
1: Yeah, if you if you know just that. Yeah, that's when you kind of know yourself and you know what to stay away from and what what yeah. can encourage you and what. Mm-hmm.
0: At the end of the don't. day, at the end of the day, it's all just taking one step at a time.
1: Hundred percent. So but, speaking of steps. <laughs> Best thing to do, first of all, is to identify your best time of the day and do the most important tasks that need to be done or that need the most energy and concentration. Do those at that time. That doesn't have to be the morning. Yeah. And we have such a obsession. I'll, I'll use the word because I have an obsession with um, morning routines. like watching them on youtube i will literally spend my whole night watching morning routines to see like oh my god this person's so productive and people are always saying like in the morning like, get up early and you know get yourself sorted and do your biggest task first you're so productive like you you literally see it like in clickbait titles like my 5am productive morning routine (laughs) like that's fab right but what about the ones like me, <laughs>
2: and me too. Hit
1: the morning. Like well, the then, morning okay, is not. not me. The morning is not my time to do. Like I don't have <laughs> concentration. Like I hold on. I need to have my personality just first, right? First of all, before that's me coffee to... for anyone. It is. It's coffee before I even think about talking to someone. Never mind putting my face to something that takes so much concentration and effort and energy. Like. And that's the thing, like, you may be a night person, that may be your prime time, or in the middle of the day, just after you've had lunch, or (laughs) 4pm, who knows, like, just experiment with it, and whatever that time is, don't let anybody, and I really mean this, don't let anybody tell you that that isn't the right time to do your most serious stuff. Yeah. Because if that's night time, then that's bloody night time, if that's 3pm, that's 3pm for you like don't let anyone else go oh, you should be productive in your morning well no you're productive in your morning because that works mm-hmm. but for me that's not how it works yeah um, and by the way that's okay
2: <laughs> it's so
1: okay it's so okay um making haha <laughs> lists 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 to-do lists i could talk about them all day you say
0: why you've been making to-do lists
1: I make to-do lists because when you tick off to-do lists, or when you cross something off, it releases dopamine. And that is one of our happy chemicals. We have four happy chemicals. I can go through them some other time. Dopamine is what we get when we achieve things. Yeah. We tick something off. And that's so, so good. Like, it's so vital to feel like we're getting somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have this big, long to-do list, or you have a... Even just one that has three things. See, whenever you get to tick something off, how good does that feel?
0: It does, it feels good.
1: How good does that feel?
2: It does, it feels good.
0: It definitely does. Now, I make lists to do lists, because I have the most forgetful mind in the entirety of the world, mm-hmm. and yeah. I forget what we talk about ten minutes after we talk about it.
2: It's so frustrating.
0: Only sometimes, though. So
2: no, All the doctors that
0: are out there going, like, well, he's basically gone. <laughs> 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 A, B, and C. No, so I do it to make sure that I keep track of everything, because I'm I'm the type of person that will think of something to do in the exact moment where I can't write it down. Mm. So like, for instance, in the shower, yeah.
2: Yeah. I
0: think of some. oh, that's what I need to do today. And then I go, ha I can't write it down right now. <laughs> I know. And then I come back out, and I never write it down, because mm. I forgot about it. <laughs> so
1: what do you do in that moment?
0: What do you do in that moment?
1: Yeah, what do you do when you come back I have a waterproof
0: phone, so I type it on my phone. I just, just take my arms out of the shower and type it on my
1: phone. Please, <laughs> if you don't have a waterproof phone, please don't do that.
0: Well, I don't bring it into the shower with me. I still like have it out of there. <laughs> oh type my it in. god.
1: Right okay. You do um, that or say
0: it three times, apparently that works. Yeah. Doesn't work for me. But
1: um <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> so you're I laughing at my it. memory, that's harsh. I <laughs> <laughs> I would say it over and over again, basically if I was in one of those moments. Wow. Um Yes, sorry, so arrange them in order of importance. Make sure you do the most important ones first. Um, Also, I just want to say that mm -hmm. I forget
0: the name of the actor. I guess, uh, what's his name? It's Michael McConaughey. Yeah. You know, that's his name.
1: Michael McConaughey.
0: Yeah. So he does lists. No, it's
1: Matthew! Is it
0: Matthew or is it Michael?
1: Matthew McConaughey.
0: It is Matthew. I can't believe it. I don't know why I'm embarrassed. See, I know. I'm embarrassed too. Anyway. He makes lists and he writes everything you can think of. Yeah. As in, like, gives his wife a hug and a kiss is on his to-do list yeah. and stuff like that because he likes to tick it off and yeah. write. So don't just think about as things you have to do like you know, washing or take dog out or <laughs> it's everything and anything. The more you write, if now to be fair, if the more things you have down stresses, you even don't write as much stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're one of the people that actually enjoys ticking stuff off, then
1: it's, just write down every yeah. little thing that you do. Experiment with your lists, honestly, like experiment with them. And one way I would experiment with them, which is my, my next point, is some people love timetables. Other people love lists. You know, people, some people really like to have at 9am, I'm doing this until 11am. And then mm. at 12pm to 1pm, I'm my lunch. Then at 1pm to whatever time, I'm going to do this. I'm like that. What are you like?
0: I'm not like that. My brain purposely self-sabotages. Mm. So I'll have to do such and such from, so it'd be like maybe take my dog out from nine to 10 and I get back and you know have you know, breakfast slash brunch uh, from 11 to 12. And my brain would go, ah, you're having food now. No, you're not. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make you want to do something else and then you're going to have lunch at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So my brain doesn't do the whole timetable thing. Tried it, doesn't work for me. But lists work.
1: I really do love how we are so different for this yeah. podcast. I
0: think if we were the same, we wouldn't be able to do this because it would just be the same. But okay, well, and the same person. Part. Yes, it, yeah. but
1: th- but that's so important. Like that, um, yeah. like that's what I mean by experiment with your lists, like. Do them as just one big long list, do them as a short list, do them as a timetable, like you know what I mean? Just just see what makes you feel good. Um and takes the pressure off. Um something that I would say this is one that you love actually. Oh. The one after is what I love. Um setting small and achievable targets.
0: Yes. Also known as smart goals.
1: Yeah, you're a huge advocate for them, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I think there's no point having there's no point having um goals that aren't smart goals. No, the only, obs- uh, only um, objection to that is having the one main, you know, 10 years down the line goal. Yeah. But in terms of what am I going to do for this year, mm-hmm. you're not going to go from nothing to shit up in one year. You're going to to take baby steps. You, gotta, you have to have, I actually can't even remember what the hell SMART all of the acronym means. What? Off the top of my head. I can't believe I can't remember that. Um... You know what, I'm just going to get up right now. I'm trying to find it here but Ah, uh, here we go. So your SMART goals. So pick a goal of whatever topic you want, whether it's work, family, friends. Uh, it just needs to be specific, because then that means you have an aspect of success and failure. Because a lot of people's goals are, I'm going to get fitter. That, that's just a fair goal, but it's not, because... <laughs> You have the aspect of saying you got fitter in one aspect, but you didn't get, you know, maybe you got, maybe you could run a little bit longer, but your explosiveness fell away. So, did you get fitter or did you not? Because you gained one, you gained another. But if you say, all right, well, I'm going to be able to run for 5k in such and such time, and you don't do it, then you go, right, okay, well, then maybe I just need to focus on that a little bit more. Or if you did it, you go, wow, I did do it. So make sure it's specific. Measurable, meaning that you don't go too overboard. Attainable. So you can actually do it within the time frame you're trying to put it in. Relevant. And
1: can timed. I... Can I pause? Mm-hmm. Um, measurable should be... You need to make sure you can actually measure your, your progress. That's what... That's what that is. It's... Um, you know, like, if you're losing or gaining weight, you can measure that by either, like, the inches... Or, or Keeping the yeah, like you need to make sure you can keep track. If you want to run a five k, you need to be able to measure that so you know like how long you did in your first one, then your second one, then your third one. Like that's to be able to know where you are at that specific moment in time. Instead of having point A and point B, you need to have point A one, point A two, point A three until you get to B because that helps you look at how far you've came. Yeah, and also know okay, I have. X amount of steps or X amount of miles left until I'm reaching the 5, 10, 15k. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to say. That.
0: Just make sure it's meaningful and motivating
1: yeah. for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, pressures can be your friend. Oh, yeah. They can be.
0: You need them in certain ways.
1: Yeah, in certain ways you need them, but. You know, just don't be intimidated by them all the time. Stress is the negative thing. Pressures are not. And that's the way I look at them. Well, that's personally. The yeah, well, we well, look at that a bit differently because yeah.
0: I think there's positive and negative stress. So I think, oh. as we both have said, that stress and pressures go hand in hand. Like, they're, you know, six here, half a dozen there. Um, so I'd say the pressures are definitely good for you for pushing yourself. Which, I think, in general, all people are trying to be better. Like Nobody's trying to be worse. Maybe people are just okay with where they are, and that's also fine. But I think having a certain amount of pressure and a certain amount of stress helps us push ourselves to get to the wee next level, yeah. or get to the next achievable thing that we wanted to do. Yeah,
1: no I, yeah no, I literally so. agree with that. It's just I think that that's only to do with, with pressures. I think that stress stress is the thing that causes... That's why we have stress hormones. That's why stress can change the function of our brains. That's why stress can change the function of our immune system. Mm-hmm. I'm actually interested to see what everybody else thinks of it. Yeah. Of what pressure is. You team
0: Are You team, rich, are you team
1: Oh
2: yeah. Are
1: you team, rich or are you team <laughs> um, I I want to just end it on this lovely quote, and I hate I hate I hate I hate that it's anom- anonymous, but it's. Oh, Somebody wrote their this. Name to oh, Somebody wrote this. So if anybody knows, oh my god, please tell me because I literally want to reach out to this person. It's adorable. They said that sometimes I take a minute to reply to my stressy thoughts. It's hard to be stressed when you've got things in perspective. Most of the things I worry about are either things I can't change or things that aren't earth. Shatteringly important, and I just—I'm in—I'm in in love with this person. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just in awe of this person. Like it's just what we all strive to get to. Is just you only worry about the things that you can control or toss it inside.
0: I mean, I totally agree with that. That is—you couldn't—you can hit the nail on the head more there. Yeah, because we worry about and stress about. Too many things that just don't matter.
1: Yeah, right. and don't beat yourself up if you do, because I think that that's it's such a we're all conditioned now to stress about everything because we need the perfect life, you know. So like everything needs to be perfect, and like, but who defines perfect? You know, only yeah. you define perfect. Yeah. So just if it's not earth shatteringly important, and if it's out of your control, toss it. To the side, like throw it out the window. Like,
0: I know the the last thing I would say would would be that if people can't do that and you feel to do that, that's okay. Like, failure is inevitable, everyone will feel, and there's nothing bad. It's actually good to feel sometimes Mm -hmm. because if you get everything your way the entire time, if you just continue to get things going in your way, you'll not know what it's like to lose. So then, when it does happen. It'll be, because it will, mm. <laughs> it will be the most earth-shattering <laughs> thing that it will happen. So to feel is okay. Don't be as scared of failure, because we'll all be there.
1: Also, if someone is putting pressure on you, see if a friend is putting pressure on you, or just someone that doesn't have the authority to do that, like, you don't need that. You don't need that. Like The only person in my head that is allowed to put pressure on you, that is allowed to give your life pressure, is you. And that's when you learn how to control your own mind, mm-hmm. your mindset, the way you're thinking, the way you view
0: yourself. And to hint back on you know, the anonymous guy, or Girl, had yeah. done the great quote, is that the the friend or the family member or whoever's putting pressure on you, they might not even be doing it out of spite. They might just do it like, unconsciously doing it, just it's their personality. So if you give them a bit of perspective and just ask the question, like, why are you doing that? And you're making me feel a bit pressured? Yeah. But don't say it in, like, a, in a tone that's too aggressive or too soft. Just say it as a question, because then it'll break their thought process and make them think, well, what? And if they don't like why they're doing it, then they'll stop. But if they keep doing it and they keep going on, then you just do the same thing that we said before and just walk away. You don't need it. You don't deserve it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I, totally agree with you in being that you're the only person that is allowed. is allowed with no repercussions to put pressure on yourselves. And even then, you should probably think about maybe trying to reduce the amount of pressure you put yeah. yourself. Yeah.
1: So. I love this conversation. See? I love that. I encourage everybody that's listening, have this conversation about pressure with one person. Just one person. Anyone of your choice. Have a conversation. Just bring it up and go, what is pressure to you? Yeah. Just start it there and see where it goes. It
0: can be a five-minute conversation if you
2: want.
1: And if it is, brilliant. Like, well done. take Use it. Take it off your to-do list. Put that on your to-do list. I would love, and I know Dean would love to know how that conversation went.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are, we are never going to be shy of conversation never that's probably the only time I'll ever speak for you
1: but stay safe everybody stay safe look after yourselves um we'll talk to you so soon talk to you soon